This is Mind Booster Podcast. In times like these, we need a mind booster. Today, let's join Keith Osborne, my husband, a prolific Bible teacher for over 25 years, expounding on mind-boosting words of truth from the scriptures. There are so many people today trying to find themselves, searching for significance. Keith Osborne, our teacher, has created the following saying. Number one, I know who I am. I am a child of God. Number two, I exist to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Number three, I know where I will go when I die. When I die, I will live forever in heaven with Jesus Christ, my Savior. Spiritual warfare, doctrine of the two nature. Question I ask is, who are we wearing? Strange question, isn't it? Usually ask, what are you wearing? But I'm asking, who in the world are you wearing? Because this is what it boils down to in terms of this old warfare that actually have invaded us and literally become part of our mind. Do you see where we fall into idolatry? But do you yeah. see where our nature now expressed through our personality is all twisted up and confused? That's because of the sin that does occur here. So with that said, which again, let me back up and say, what I'm telling you is not anything new. You know all this from day one in Sunday school and all this. All I'm doing is stringing this together so you can see a cohesiveness of how it ends up with a conflict that we have raging in our mind. Let's look at the result of Adam's sin, of what happened way back there in the garden, because that's Genesis 3 where this stuff happened. So with that now, we fast forward with Adam being chased out into the jungle, which is the world. And oh, by the way, at that point in time, Adam and Eve been moved under the kingdom of darkness. So we show you, you know, in planet Earth in real time where our parents end up and where they're going to end up having children under the kingdom of darkness mm -hmm. because of the incident that happened in Eden. So you follow me? Yes. So with that says, every person born into this world has an old nature. Yes. That means Adam couldn't pass on something better than what he was. And that is, he was a fallen creature with his nature being corrupted. His nature, remember? That is what demonstrates his feature, his ability. So therefore, in expressing this nature through his mind, through his will, through his emotion, it's all twisted up. And oh, by the way, it's all dead. It's spiritually dead because that's exactly what God told him before he, he, he ate the fruit. He said, the day you eat of this fruit that I told you not to, you will die. And die does not mean uh, destroyed and you annihilated. No, it means you're going to be separated from me. So immediately we saw where spiritually Adam died. Mm. How do I know that? How do I know that? Because one day God come looking for Adam. He said, Adam, where are you? 
which the implication is he never had to be looking for Adam. He was always there. And all of a sudden, Adam is hiding. And Adam said, "Uh, I heard your voice coming. I heard your voice and I was afraid. Wow, that's the first time we saw fear in the Bible. And he said, Adam, did you eat of that fruit I told you not to? And of course, he said, woman, you get, and he started past the bug down. But old point is, Adam, God said to him, did you eat of the fruit I told you not to? When he said he was afraid. Because again, at that point in time, it showed you something has changed. Of course, Adam was hiding and Eve because they were separated mm-hmm. from God. No longer connected to the life of God. Wow. So with that nature being dead, that's what they could only pass on to us. Do you see the problem? The nature is so dead that over time, it progressively gets worse because, of course, we saw where Cain rose up and killed um, Abel. And then by the time we saw Genesis 6, we saw that every imagination of man's mind was just evil. So you see, this nature continually got worse. Mm -hmm. The sad thing about it, after God drowned everybody and uh, say and preserve only eight he start back with the same raw material remember those eight people that mean over time just give it time and they will return back to the same depravity in terms of the nature mm-hmm. right right so the same old nature eight people he started back more uh noah his wife his three sons and their wives yeah so over time Though that nature again will progressively get worse because it's separated from the life of mm-hmm. God. So by the time you and I were born in the baby ward, we come wearing Adam's nature. Mm-hmm. And I and that's where I call it the stench of Adam's stinking nature clothes we have wearing. That means when you pick up those little baby. Look at you look chewy chewy type baby looking all you know all nice and 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 so fluffy and all that. When he looks through God's eyes, he saw a stillborn spiritual dead baby wearing Adam's stinking suit, mm-hmm. which is the old nature. Yeah. Which means, which means if nothing is done for this child, nothing. That means if God doesn't do anything for this child, eventually. This child will live to be 30, next generation, keep moving on, and progressively that nature, he would be keep adding his own sin to the stench of Adam's sin. Build up. You know why? When you put on a, a basic set of clothes and then you put on a coat and you put on a scarf, well, those will be layers of his own sin yeah. onto Adam's sin to the point where it got so bad that you know that by the time he expired, which at that point, each person have an expiration date, he only end up in the final destination that was created for the devil and his angel. What that destination? What's that destination? Hell. Hell. Yes, exactly. If nothing is done from God's viewpoint, but thank God for Jesus yeah. that he had a plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do you see when, it's, when we talk about the result of Adam's sin, where I said each person enter life wearing the stench of Adam's sin, 
That's why I coined the question, who are you wearing? Because clearly we came in this world wearing Adam's clothes, which is yeah. a stinking clothes. Yes. Now, let's see how this work out for us now. So each person enter life spiritually dead. Okay, we need to see this because you read this a lot of time, but we need to see this in this new format that I'm showing you. Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. Somebody quickly tell me, quickly. Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. This is what each person is right now who have not committed their life to Jesus Christ. Because that's, that's what we were to. Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. Reader. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. That's three. Yep. So you see how it laid out? <clears throat> that one time we had, did it, I think a couple of your thing that said we were uh, under the power, we, we said uh, do, 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 do. the power of the evil one, uh, some of your translation would say that, would say that very clearly that we follow the course of this world, which means under the old kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, you find that um, that is where we're being trained on the kingdom of darkness. No, here's a sad thing. This is sad. Remember, we come wearing Adam's clothes, which is his stinking nature. Guess what? Yeah. That nature was being trained by Satan ever since a baby. You see the problem? I know it was never mm -hmm. probably been presented to you like this, but... Yes, that's the reality of what happened. Remember, we were born in the kingdom of darkness, as she just read. That's where we lived. But guess what? Who was the head over it? Satan, the god of this world, over the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. Therefore, from the very moment we were born, then our nature would been trained by him. Our mm -hmm. dead nature, because it bear identification with him, not with God. Remember? Yeah. So he trained that nature. So though you see how it's so difficult for some people to get saved, that when they reach adult stage, like 40, 50, and they don't know the Lord, and you trying to help them to uh, see who Jesus is, for 50 years or 40 years or 30 years, they've been trained by the kingdom of darkness to do everything opposite to God. And then 2 Corinthians 4, 4 said this to make it even worse. So I'm going to find it and you see the dynamics of what's happening in the spiritual layer in terms of this situation. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, what it says, start at both 3 and 4, do 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. <clears throat> if, Who has that? If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They do, they don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, 
who is the exact likeness of God. Do you see the problem right here? Let us talk about. After being trained, our whole nature being trained in the kingdom of darkness, all these years, depending at what point you meet the Lord, let's say for 30 years, you, know, you, you didn't know Jesus, your dead nature would be trained mm -hmm. to do everything opposite to what God wants. And of course, to be make it even worse, it said, Satan has blinded the mind in whatever ways so that you can't see the glory of the light of Jesus Christ. So clearly you know that for you to see the light of Jesus Christ, when the gospel revealed to you, God had to do something because you so dead spiritually as Ephesians 1 just, Ephesians uh, 2 just said, spiritually dead, that means you so dead that there is no way for you to have a glimmer of light. So God had to provide, provide some opening there. And, and once you hear the gospel, it's like, what? Because God gave you some light. And of yeah. course, when you accept, you know, the rest of the story, mm -hmm. that's the glory and the mercy of God because we so dead. Yes. Do you see? And, 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 and Satan working his very best to blind the mind. That means don't be disappointed when you you witnessing to individual and they're very old in terms of 30, 40, 50, never know Jesus, and you find it so tough for you to get through because in the spiritual, this is what is happening. And this is no joke. This is real because this is war. So, look, so to show you how dead this thing is, of course, I said the mind, emotional will, we're not able to become mm -hmm. holy. And you can read it, do those scriptures, read for yourself. But then I want to show you where man's only potential in God's sight is to sin. In other words, nothing he, 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 he does is able to appease God, to make God happy or to be pleased with him. Because the nature is so dead that it has nothing, no worth, no worth to God. Romans 3, 10 and, uh, to 11. Paul captured this from Psalms 14 and, uh, and Psalms 5, and Psalms, I think, 49. He, he captured it from that. But Romans 3, 10 to 12, this is what Paul captured from the Old Testament. Read it quickly, somebody. Come on, reader. Give me a reader. Romans 3, 10 to 12. As the scripture says, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have sinned. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good. Not a single one. Okay. Do you see what it said? <laughs> so in other words, uh, actual, I think actual Psalm 14 said, God looked down on earth to see if anyone, and you know, he sit high and look low mm -hmm. and he can see everything. So he's trying to find out anyone that do good. And he said, not even one. Of course he can't find anyone because I just explained to you the character of this dead nature. Yes. <laughs> as far as God is concerned, it's worth nothing. In other words, you know how you know how a dead person is totally useless to humanity. Mm -hmm. Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how great you were when you're alive. We're not talking about your influence that you left. We're talking about you. 
you dead. You can't help me. You dead. You gone into a different realm, right? So you're totally useless to humanity because you're dead. Mm-hmm. Guess what? A dead, spiritually dead person is totally useless to God because of that nature. Okay, okay. Let Jesus tell you himself. Uh, find somebody, find John 6, 63. This is what Jesus evaluate this nature. And this is what he said. John 6, 63. He said it in a different way. But this is what he, that is what he, his evaluation of this nature. John it 6, 63, what is that? Yeah. The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplished nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Okay. Um, somebody give me another one because it said this. this what version is this? NLT. Mm-hmm. The NLT. It, and it said human effort. I want one that fine and it used the real word that NLT converted from with flesh. Uh, the spirit, the gives, spirit life. gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Okay. That's that's NIV. Yes, because you see what God what is is evaluating the individual who is unconverted and with all their effort. And that's what we're gonna talk about the title that this old nature also uses. This is one of the title for it, flesh. And not talking about the flesh on your body. He's talking about the individual who is not converted, that is, does not have the influence of God in their lives. So therefore, they represent this garment, this stinky garment of totally dead. So they're spiritually dead. And he said, there's no profit to God. Because you see, the dead person who's spiritually dead cannot in any way even obey the law of God. And we find that in Romans 8, 8, someone may want to see that, where it says, he's not even able to obey the law of God. Totally so dead. Yes. And and it seek not to because it doesn't know God. That's how dead it is. Do you see how dead this thing is? So, so at that point, there is no way for men to save themselves mm-hmm. because this clothes, this nature is wearing. So you have no profit to God at all. So thank God that he had a plan because yeah. the only plan to reverse this is the plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. Let's read this. This is so refreshing. When you, because of what I just described to you, it would be like, Lord, do we have any hope? Yes, we do. Ephesians 2, 4 to 10. That's a familiar, familiar thing that we love to read. Ephesians 2, because this is how it happened. Ephesians 2, 4 to 10. Yes. This is, this is what happened. But because of his great love for us, God, Mm -hmm. who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ 
even when we were dead in transgressions. Mm -hmm. It is by grace you have been saved. Ooh. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Man. Yes. You hear what? But don't miss that last word where it said, because we are God well, and the work, I think. And he said, created in Christ Jesus. Oops. You realize that you've been created twice. When a person sincerely accepts Jesus Christ, instantly a new creation takes place in the believer by the Holy Spirit. Okay, well, let's let's look at the verses them that you've known before, but you never really see it like this. Okay, somebody find John 3, because this is what Jesus was trying to unveil to Nicodemus, and he couldn't understand. Somebody find John 3, and I want to read 3 to 8. And then I want somebody else, you know, having, you know, ready 2 Peter 1, 4, and then Titus 3, 4 to 7, because I want to string these together to show you behind the scene what happened when you sincerely accept Jesus Christ and commit your life to him, the Holy Spirit went to work because he's the, he's the worker. He's the, the power, the power source. And you don't know this until you read his scripture and realize the stuff he's doing. Oh, by the way, I remember another one because I want you to know this too. This is, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Grab that to somebody and hold it. But first, I need John 3, 3 to 8, because I want to show you instantly what happened when you expressed your devotion to Jesus Christ first time. Reader, John 3, 3 to 8, where Jesus was Jesus trying to tell Nicodemus what would happen. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised by my saying, you must be born again. Okay, do you see where Nicodemus was a little bit confused here? You hear what he said? Because he's just thinking physical, yeah. right? He said, but, 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 but I can't go back in my mother's womb. Jesus said, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> he said, and then he, he, he laid out. He said, what is born of flesh? In that case, he's talking about physical birth. Mm. We produce physical stuff. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's and therefore you know, remember you know remember we talk about all living thing pass on its nature through birth, right? Right. So he said, Nicodemus, that physical stuff. Oh, you 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 got nature through that. I'm mm-hmm. talking about a spiritual birth. Okay. Because you see, with the spiritual birth, you can easily see you're going to get a new nature. That's why he said, flesh produces a flesh, but spirit produces a spirit. So in other words, Jesus just told us that there are two births here. He's not talking about the first one, Nicodemus. I'm talking about this other one. And then I make it clear, clear right here where I said, just as birth into Adam's family gives a person Adam's nature, which is exactly what Jesus trying to clue him in on. And what, oh, by the way, it was a sin nature. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So birth in God's family gives the person God's nature, right? Right. right. Divine nature. Mm-hmm. You see all the logic flow? Right. Yes. It, that's what he's telling Nicodemus. It's a Nicodemus. No, 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 no. You can't you, you can't climb back into your mother. No, no. You see, that's physical stuff is it gives its own stuff, which mm-hmm. are that's in nature that he had. But he said, spirit. Give unto spirit because we're talking about a new birth here, and therefore, what you're going to be talking about is a new divine nature. Yeah. Because you see, Peter got this when he said this in Second Peter 1 4. Who has that? You should have had that already. You know, somebody have had that already. This is what Peter said to us. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are mm-hmm. the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption called calls by human desires. I love the way he said it. Share is divine nature. Share is divine. You hear what he said? This is where Peter was telling us about the process of the, the, the Peter plan for spiritual growth. That's what Peter was going to introduce us to, into the spiritual growth. What do you hear? He said, God, because of what God has done for us, we are able to share his divine nature. And here's why I love the word share, or some translations say partake of it. Because, mm-hmm. you see, he didn't just give us the nature. If, if he had just given us the nature, it would imply like he just walked away. Mm-hmm. But you notice he said, share. That means Remember when we talked a couple Sundays ago when we talked about Christ's death is our death. Christ's uh, burial is our burial. Mm-hmm. Christ's resurrection is our resurrection. Mm-hmm. You notice how we all we get integrated into Christ? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like integrating a plant into, in, into integrating it into mm-hmm. like, you know, the, 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 the tree and the branch. You know, we are the, 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 the branch. And Jesus is the the vine. This concludes a Mind Booster podcast on spiritual warfare, conflict in your mind. Go to PrayTube.net to listen to the entire series and to receive free resources associated with each podcast teaching.